What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Bum. Today, I wanted to do an episode about hooking up with your straight friends because somebody recently asked me to and they were asking me personal questions. And I was like, I don't want to share my personal opinions on this because I thought it might come off the wrong way and I don't want to be looked at like that. However, I think we're all lying if you said you have not hooked up with a straight friend, a straight guy, somebody who might be like questioning their sexuality. I think we've all dabbled and done it. It's just a matter of like what you have learned and done with that experience. That's what I would say. So I am joined by Brian and Zach, two people who follow the traveling bum who said they had interesting stories to share. So between the three of us, we're going to tell you the good and the bad about hooking up with your straight friends. And if you still choose to hook up with your straight friends after this, that is on you. So, all right, Brian, Zach, welcome. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you for, uh, for having us. Well, don't say that yet, because you might regret this after 40 minutes. Very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, I guess I'll share my story experience first. Um, I'm from Syracuse, New York, that I feel like most people who listen to this podcast already know. I would say I've had a lot of straight friend experiences, like from high school, just friends being like, oh, Jeff, like, I know you're gay. It's fine. I won't tell anybody. I just want like you to suck my dick. And I'm like, it's like a weird thing that it's like, why do you want this? Like, are you just horny? Are you questioning your own sexuality? But the real story that I wanted to get into was in my college experience, I was like madly, madly in love with this one guy and we just had like a very weird sexual tension for so, so long that I think it was just like this buildup of energy. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, we did not hook up for like the whole first year. So it was just strictly like emotional friendship, getting to know one another without the whole sexual side of things. So then when the sexual side of things came into play, it just heightened everything that we have already built. And then it was to the point that like, I wasn't going to stop the situation, but then as like graduating college was approaching and life changes were going to occur. And I came to the realization that this was very one-sided of a situation. I realized that this was the worst possible thing I could have ever done to myself, but we're going to get more into that one. So, um, Brian, why don't you share us a little bit about what your experience was like? All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, as uh, you said, my name is Brian. Um, I'm originally from Seattle, um, but I've been living in Southern California for 15 years now. Um, and I live right now in L.A. Um, and for me, um, I have also had um, a number of similar experiences um, with um, street guys. And I think um, I'm curious to hear how other people's stories are. Uh, mine, um, I've, I've done some, I would say some pretty extreme things for straight guys. Um, like I have never shared this with anybody, but um, I chose my college um, to follow a straight guy. Uh, so um, yeah, some 
some pretty extreme things, like I said. Um, and I think my story uh, is a little bit different because I, uh, both of us were still closeted at the time. Um, and uh, for me, it was knowing who I was, but just still not out, but they were in denial of accepting anything else but being straight. So, um, and um, unlike your story, the situation is still ongoing. Oh, okay, so you're current, I'm out. Yes. All right, Zach, let's hear yours. Yeah, so my name's Zach. I'm from Dallas, Texas, originally, but live in New York City. And I've been here for about five years, so becoming more New Yorker, but not really, but kind of. Uh, like, so, bitch, I've never seen you. <laughs> I've, it's been quarantined the last year, so we've been all- I'm like, you can't be that gay. I've never seen you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so originally from Dallas, Texas. So mine's kind of rooted in the fact that I was super religious for a long time. Um, and this was something that I met, um, that I formed a huge bond with because we shared our stories. We shared a, a lot of stuff and I was super closeted at the time. So I was not out. Um, and this guy who was kind of my like ideal male person, like, okay, if I was going to like, I fashion myself after a straight guy, this would be that person. Cause I was trying to like fix myself a lot. Uh, anyway, that's a whole nother story, but this guy specifically, was like, uh, just that he was super fit. Like even now, like if I you look him up on Facebook, he's like real hot. And so that was, a, it was a huge draw for that, but also just a really good guy. We developed this like huge, crazy, dramatic friendship, like slash relationship. If anybody was looking from the outside in today, they'd probably say we looked like we were dating, but um, this was like very much like that Christian bro kind of culture. Like you just, you know, learn to be David and Jonathan is what we called each other, which was like this biblical reference anyway. Um, so he became this person that not only was I, of course, wrapped up in just with my life, trying to emulate, trying to be a lot like, but also we would like sleep in the same bed um, and all kinds of stuff. And it was like a very, you know, serious thing here that was completely unrequited from like his side of things so i'm like pining after this guy constantly and not realizing that i'm totally in love with somebody until after the fact that this whole thing ended horribly um that i can i really admit that of course this was me absolutely in love and obsessed with this guy so yeah so yours is current or it's obviously over oh, this was gone like long time ago but yeah this okay. was shaped the rest of my like relationships from that point forward <laughs> I totally feel that. Yeah. So let me ask you guys. I know that my straight experience, that was like 100% my first love. I hate to say it, but like I've literally never felt anything that's remotely compared to that type of emotion. And I think that is why I'm still single because like I keep equating it to what I felt in this situation and nothing is ever compared to that. So like I can go on dates, I can hook up with people, I could do whatever keep it going for like a month. But then I'm like, why don't I feel this heightened experience again? And so I'm like, okay, well, this isn't the person for me. So this must not be working. Like if you guys ever felt that. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. So that was both of your first loves as well, essentially. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. 
um, I think I agree totally with that because it's kind of shaped what I, the level that I had with that person, like just the connection, um, like that's how I would measure every relationship in that point forward. Absolutely. Are you both currently single? Yes. No. Okay. Okay. So Zach, you've experienced this horrible, horrible thing, but you have gotten out of it and found something again. Yes, absolutely. That's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> it took a long time. I'm not talking like probably a decade of time to get over this, but you know. Okay. A decade. Okay. I'm on like four years, maybe three. Okay. Yeah. You'll get I will say like, I am in like a much better place. Like I'm totally ready to date someone. Like I'm not like, but her feelings are completely gone. Like I literally could care less. It's mostly just like, I equate emotionally to that experience that nothing has emotionally felt compatible to that. So he's still like your number one, like, all, like you can't like everybody compare to that still today. Not in this emotionally. Okay. So I think what I'm learning as a 28 year old right now, and this is 1% off topic is I'm learning that there's like different types of love. Yeah. And I feel like in that situation, I was probably very naive. It was like my first everything. Like I was coming out, I was like graduating college. Like there was just so much emotion attached to that experience that now I think there's like finances involved, there's careers involved, there's friendships involved, there's families involved. And those are all things that like, I never had to deal with this person. And that like me and this person, realistically, like he was a Republican, like I'm obviously not. Like yeah. there was just so many things that on paper, it really would have never worked out in the long run. But now that things, these are all other factors that do play into actual real life and situations that like, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I just think well, there's different types of love that I'm trying to comprehend that maybe you will never get that first love experience back and that's okay. But I also don't want to make it feel like I'm settling. How does he identify now? Do you know? 100% straight. So if he were to identify as gay, would you let no, it I would be? never go back. Okay. You'd never go back. Like number blocked, Instagram blocked, oh, never okay. speak again. Okay. I was like, I am so done that I was like, I need to move on and like, I just felt like for me, I was losing so much of myself towards the end of it, that that's why it needed to end and stop. Because like, I don't know how long you guys have followed the traveling bomb for, but like the minute it ended, I went like this, like skyrocket type thing that like things started happening. I started figuring it out. Like I didn't realize how much of my time and energy was going into this situationship, I would call it compared <laughs> to good. what I could be doing for myself. It yeah. sounds like there's a little bit of a trauma, but. Um, oh, you have no idea the trauma. <laughs> 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 but we're not going to make this a therapy session today. <laughs> so, Brian, why don't I, why, how did your first ever hookup go? Like, at what point did it go from a friendship to you guys hooked up for the first time? Um, so, also in. Um, college um towards the end of my senior year and um it was i mean like many of our stories uh alcohol was involved um you know there's a type of liquid courage that you get when you um when you drink and hormones get ragey and um this guy and i'd had um 
sort of this like interesting connection just, you know, normally and um, around, you know, March of my senior year, I think kind of knowing that we were both seniors and that we were going to go out into the world and like, why not just kind of get things over with. Um, I invited him. Uh, actually, I told him to follow me back to my place. Um, and uh, he did. So, uh, and that's how it happened. Yep. I would say mine was like cold. I had to be cold. I just remember like a blanket in the situation that we were like sharing a blanket on the couch, just like watching something in my college house. And then like one thing led to another that we like were just like laying after a long movie or something that we end up like spooning in a way. And then like naturally, like I got a boner and then he was the little spoon and he just like positioned his hand to like move my boner because maybe it was like sitting on him like uncomfortably. And then like, I was like, okay, he just grabbed mine. Like, I want to see if he had one. And so I reached for his for like the first time ever. And he had one and I was like, oh my God, like, what am I supposed to do in this situation? <laughs> and like, that's when our first like semi like hookup occurred. It was like hot, but it was like, not, it's not like you just throw yourselves to the wolves and fuck on the first time, you right. know? It's a slow progression. Yeah. Zach, what was yours like? For me, it was very different. So I'd had a number of like closeted sexual experiences to that point. I was in a fraternity. And so you'd go to like the bars with the fraternity guys and like, hey, you want to come back to my place and play some Xbox and then only want to play Xbox naked. And you know, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like there was just, there's always this weird undercurrent for college kids of like a little bit of gay stuff and whatever, everybody just wants to figure it out. With this guy though, that never happened until um, so kind of the keystone of like what blew up at one point was this girl that I was semi dating, um, at the time. Uh, and he, she, we were hanging out, she came over and it turned into basically kind of a threesome, which was very strange, uh, overall, I think for every single one of us, the next day we were all kind of like, what the hell just happened? And like she was apparently, I mean, she came over, we had like some wine and then, yeah, we started like playing this like stripper game and like, who could give the best lap dance? And like, it was all weird stuff. And then she- I feel like I've seen this video before. So it's legitimately <laughs> like, seriously, like, I've seen it too happen on stuff too. Anyway, but, uh, so yeah, she like took her pants off. She was wearing thong. And then my love interest, I guess, at the time, because, you know, he wasn't requiting it to me. It was, it was totally one-sided. Took his whole, every clothes off. And then he was totally erect. So obviously I was too, so I took mine off. And then it progressed from there. And she kind of got involved with oral for both of us. And I guess she kind of had like a guy-on-guy -guy fetish because she kept wanting us to like, you know, touch tips and like kiss on each other. And so, of course, at this moment, I'm like in heaven. This is like exactly what I wanted to happen for the last like several years of us being together. Anyway, so it just got to a weird point. He got off during this whole thing. And then the girl and I were both kind of like, okay, now this is real. And she was like, well, let's just go to bed because she was drunk and then we were kind of drunk. We end up, the guy and I end up falling asleep naked in the same bed. And that was the experience. So I, we didn't really truly interact in that way. It was just very erotic, I guess. Um, and that was the one and only time that we got to do something like that. 
Oh, that was the one and only time you've ever. So like I was saying, completely in love with this guy. I was super in the closet. He was, you know, very straight male, you know, typical guy. Um, and this was, like I said, the way that that first love was for me. It was, it was <laughs> pretty messed up. We'll say that for sure. So how long did you, how should I say this? How long were you like feeling feelings for this guy before that moment actually happened of the hookup? I mean, I, from the first time I met him, it was probably that way. And this was the, like the third year of our friendship oh, um, when this all happened. So um, like I said, when it ended, it actually ended kind of with that girl involved. And there was a lot of leading up to everything we talked about and discussed that kind of went into that too. That was a really rough time. And that kind of basically broke my brain for a while. Okay, so I know this is gonna sound weird and I did not warn you guys about this question. Oh, okay. But it just made me think, have you guys ever, cause obviously before you actually hook up with the person, you're obviously thinking about them in a romantic way, yep. which obviously equally means you're gonna jerk off to the person like mentally. Like you start envisioning things and like, I think, once it ended and I would catch myself thinking back to certain experiences, jerking off to those experiences, I was like, okay, this is a problem. Like I need to literally stop doing that because it, it kept this like emotional attachment that was literally no longer there. Have yeah. you guys ever done that? Yeah. Um, I think especially earlier on when you um, like being closeted and I think being younger, you don't have as much, um, I don't know, visualization range, let's just call it that. Um, and so uh, I think it was definitely something like, he was definitely someone that I envisioned. Um, now, even though the it is still ongoing, I don't anymore, um, but definitely at one point um, for a while, yes. Totally. So Brian, let me ask you this. Have yeah. you pushed for him to come out or to be in a relationship with him? No, because for two reasons, two, one, first, I am not, I am not looking for a relationship. So I, um, I'm not, you know, and for the second reason, and I feel like this was a question um, that uh, a lot of guys ask um, about in regards to people's sexuality. Um, I just kind of think back to my own experience and like how difficult it was for people to always be asking me or assume or whatever. And, um, you know, it's a great community and we're all happy and proud and very loving, but also understanding that people need to take their time. And I hope that they realize sooner than later that um, it's a great community and we'd love to have you, but um, just letting them figure out their own life, um, especially when it doesn't impact me romantically or, you know, mentally anymore. Yeah. I think if it I was maybe a closer say... friend, I would try to, you know, be like what my friends were to me, um, but with this, it has now moved away from any type of um, emotional connection and it's still, it is only very physical for me. So I don't really care. I know you say that, but I'm sure there's some level of emotional thing. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I mean, clearly, I mean, 
they we live in the general same vicinity still and obviously you know it's not like i live in a very small town in nowheresville nebraska yeah um, and i sorry for any nebraskans that um, i offended um with that but you know i mean i live in los angeles uh very easy to find uh physical pleasure any with you know with a lot of different people um and so obviously yeah there's still some emotional connection that we have remit and i've graduated from i graduated from college 11 years ago so um you know there's still emotional attachment but not more like if he were to move to new york or really far away i like i would not follow them um to wherever they you know were so you already did that you learned that lesson <laughs> yeah. yes well that was actually a different guy this is not the guy that i followed <laughs> to college oh. which i cannot believe i said that i've never told anyone that <laughs> but going back to what you were talking about going back to what you were talking about the coming out part is i would i remember feeling like so i came out when i was 21 and i remember thinking like okay so the guy i was hooking up with was three years younger than me so I always kept saying like, okay, wait till he's 21, wait till he's 21. But then at that point when he's 21, I'm 24. So it just kept like, it started feeling like I was giving myself excuses, like give him time. He needs to figure it out. Like don't push it upon him. Like if somebody pushed it on you, I would always say no. So then I feel like once you start kind of putting yourself into these like date limitations that I was like, okay, you're 21 now. Like, is it going to be today? Is it going to be tomorrow? <laughs> And it just was like a whole mental thing. Yeah. Zach, did you do that? Ever? And your life is still going on. Your life is still progressing. And so like, I don't want to say it's wasting time waiting for them, but like, those are oh, also girl, I'm moments out. This that is done, this is done, out. done. This is done, done. Yeah, I, you know, and that's the thing, like, I think that there is a level, like now, I didn't think this before, but now, I think there is a level of straight men that experiment and have sex with men, right? I don't think that necessarily makes you a gay person. If you can envision yourself in a relationship successfully with another same-sex person, that probably makes you gay, or at least some version of bisexual, pansexual, um, yeah. you know, whatever version you choose to say you are. Uh, but with uh, this guy specifically, you know, I was, uh, you know, I think that, um, I think that there was emotional ties on his side too, just that he would never think of it that way and never let his brain go that way that this would be a relationship. It really was. Um, I think, you know, I can go back and say that for sure. I think he could say the same thing. Um, he just never let it go there, I think, physically, truly for him. Yeah. Until that night. So, Zach, I'll ask you this first. At what point in your, let's call it, these situationships at what point were you like this is never going to actually work out and like were you like okay i have to i got to get over this so it was a really explosive event actually unfortunately so the girl that was in that situation i told you before that i was kind of dating and that we had been flirting kind of with this concept and i was like well i gotta try to be with the girl at some point so let's make this happen oh it's messy but uh anyway my best friend um slash situationship guy decided he wanted her. So they sat down with me one night. It was the worst experience of my life still to this day. Um, sat me down one night and went through, he went through the litany of all these things through our friendship that I had discussed with him, 
like confidentially, like insecurities about myself. He went through every single one of those details, said it in front of her, and because they had been talking about this, and then they both decided that I was not good enough to be in a relationship with this person anymore. And I went off the deep end. I like had a psychotic break. I'm not even kidding. Like I was crying. I was following them. I was doing all kinds of things. I am not kidding. It was a messy, horrible situation. It's embarrassing to think about now, like, you know, my mental state where it was then versus where it is now and being able to stand on my own. But like, it was really rough. And uh, finally took some friends that were like, you're actually a really good guy. And he's a total asshole for saying this. Um, What's funny is, that relationship between her and my situationship guy um, lasted for about a month and it was done. And then she was calling me being like, I'm so sorry, this is a horrible situation. Do you have any chance that we could get? I was like, hell no, <laughs> stay away from me. Yeah. He reached out um, about three months after that and was like, hey, things went down terribly. I really miss you. Um, and honestly, at that point, there could have been more development of our relationship and I could have gone back to just how it was, but I couldn't, I knew that I would go back to that mental state and it ended and he and I really haven't talked since then. And that was over a decade ago now. So, yeah, I was going to say, I got a call from his roommate (laughs) and his roommate said he has a girlfriend, I think behind your back. And I was like, oh, fuck this. So I obviously like went off, found her on Instagram, DM'd her, went fucking psycho Jeff. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, here we go. Because like once I start, I can't stop. Yeah. And I was just like, fucking, I went off. I was losing my mind. I was like ready to get in the car and drive back to where I went to college. It was like a whole, whole thing. Um, I ended up just like having to like block both of them. But like I said my piece to her, I said my piece to him what they are still together to this day which is like great for them you know what i mean like i'm glad at least if this was not gonna work out at least you found something out of the situation but like literally i was like for my own mental being i was like i need to have this semi explode to the point that there's no going back i don't know if that's healthy or not but that's what i felt i needed to do for myself in that moment yeah i get that i think that's it ends it completely right like there's the point of no return, you've burned the bridge and then at yeah. least you can move forward. And I think that was kind of the same thing for me. I was like, that's done. I got to keep going. Well, even my mom was like, you really need to just like bite the bullet because like, you don't want to be like, oh, I should have done this. Or like, you don't want to follow the person. Like you just need to like, kind of literally pretend they never existed. And like, fortunately, like we live in different places and like you, I live in New York. So like going out with friends, doing other things, putting my energy towards like, the traveling bum or like other things in my life it it kind of spewed that way that was like the more I work on this the busier I was and that was better for my mental health for sure Brian what about you um well mine obviously is a little different um I um have obviously felt like I developed and grew a lot from this situation as well. I mean, maybe not as much as I should since um, this individual is still in my life. But um, for me, you know, being out and being, you know, more confident in myself, I don't, I don't really 
equally, as I said, like, you know, I have options. Um, and for them still being in the closet, it's, um, they, it's, it's almost like I am one of the few options because uh, I know their secret or their physical sexual past um, per se. And so um, because we still kind of live in the same vicinity, um, there's a, like, hey, do you want to like come over or whatever? And it's like, I don't prioritize them. Um, you know, it just happens to be like when I'm out in their area and like time permits, it's a sometimes thing, um, but they are not getting the, they are not getting the attention um, as freely as I could because they are still not accepting of their identity or not willing to be open about being okay, you know. So do you like guys? Do you internally think he is gay or you don't know? I think that it's difficult to have gone this long without being gay. Um, I mean, as Zach said, like you can just have um, an attraction to sometimes hooking up with guys, but um, I would say the lack of any pursuits of any women, um, you know, kind of just remaining like so attached to me in a way, I, I would say that, you know, and I don't know, I don't know what the, what the hold up is or yeah. whatever, but I mean, for me, like, you know, that's how I knew it wouldn't work out. Um, I have to live my life as well. And so like, I mean, imagine this is 11 years um, since over 11 years since our like first physical encounter. And like, imagine like waiting, like if I had waited like for them to be ready, still not being ready. Like that is 11 years of like wasted time yeah, um, that I'm doing. So yeah, I was, gonna, um, I was gonna ask, does that make you feel like you're on kind of like in like a limbo and like you're kind of waiting for him in that place? Or are you like ready to move on and find someone to be with? No. and. And I would even say that like, it's um, it's the communication is, it's less and less. I like, am very invested in my career. I am very um, invested in my personal hobbies. And so like that makes, um, which is very different than how like a lot of my earlier life in my twenties used to be. Um, and so, um, as I kind of progress through that, um, you know, as I said, I travel a lot. Um, I'm really, really passionate about travel. And so um, I don't have the time to drive out to where they are, which is an area where I don't need to be for basically any reason. Um, and so I feel like we are drifting farther apart. And one day there may just be a, like, there's no more, but I've had to say, like, I'm not pro like, you are not higher my priority list for like an hour or so of physical attention. So yeah. like, yeah. So let me ask Zach, I'll start with you. All right. Would you hook up with a straight friend again? So now that I'm out of the closet, 
Um, and this is a situation that's different for me than from you guys, because I was totally, you know, keeping this under wraps at the time. But now that I am, like, sure. As long as that, I mean, there's some conditionals to that, right? Does, is the guy, like, securing himself where he's not going to just freak out and never talk to me again? Okay. In that situation, sure. I mean, like, little, yeah, <laughs> little light action to get, you know, go get you through whatever you're going on. Sure, why not? Um, if that's the case of, you know, uh, you know, we both feel good about that. Um, in the case that someone's freaked out, because that happens with a lot of straight friends, um, they'll do something and then they'll freak out completely and not talk to you for months at a time. And then you'll get like that 3 a.m. text. Um, you up, bro? But uh, well, they like, freaked uh, out in the middle of it. I've had that experience yes. that they're like literally giving you head. And then like, you're like, oh my God, I'm about to finish. And then they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. And you're just like, okay, well, right away. <laughs> cool. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I would say like, to be honest, at this point, if a straight friend or let's, let's say even just like a straight guy made a pass or slid into the DMs, like I'd probably do it, but it would need to be like one and done. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I wouldn't do it for the second time. I wouldn't like if he made a second pass, I wouldn't do it just because I think I've learned that like, if you keep this entertained, you're really only hurting yourself in the situation Yeah. that like, I feel like you need to detach yourself that like, if you want to just have the hookup and there's no emotional investment, sure, go for it. But the minute you keep doing it, you are literally only screwing yourself. I feel that. Brian, I mean, I don't know if I can. <laughs> you can ask me um, and I will answer. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, this is not something that I would, um, I mean, I think it's very situational um, and that's the problem. Like it's not very cookie cutter, but I would say that um, in most cases, no, um, unless, you know, like it was uh, like a, one I don't like even know that if it was a friend I probably would like really try not to especially if I valued the friendship and like wanted or if, even if it was a new friend trying to kind of progress it I would really try very very hard not to um I think that there if you kind of want that feeling I think there are a lot of just regular guys that aren't emotionally attached in any way that claim that they are straight, that you can try that with. Um, I mean, friendships mean a lot to me. And so I would hate for something to ruin, to ruin a friendship. Um, so I would really, really try not to. And again, my experience is based on, you know, something that happened when I was 22 years old, when I was still in the closet. And yeah. um, I, uh, I would not do that to myself again. Yeah, I think we all have had our interpersonal traumas that were like, I'm I'm good. Right. Like yeah. we we did it. I so let's let's end on this note because like Zach, I'll let you first start your closing statement. But like what advice would you give to like somebody who like wants to dabble with a friend or like they're like, oh, I want to pursue him? Like, what advice would you give to someone who like might be in this situation ship like we've all experienced yeah i would say really check your intentions because if your intention is to convert this guy like check that back because that rarely happens it's there's some stories where people are like yeah he said he was straight and he ended up being with me forever and, and that's great i would say that is not 
normal. <laughs> uh, so really check your intention. If, and, and you know, if it's like you're going in this for a hookup, then whatever, right? But if you're trying to form a relationship with this guy, you're going to go through a lot of emotional pain to make this work or to finally get yourself back to a place where you're okay. Um, and I can take myself as an example on this one because it wrecked me for years before I was able to really <clears throat> commit to somebody else and to want to even venture into a real relationship again. So just keep that in mind. Like it's, um, it's, it seems really attractive. And I think that's kind of like a thing that we're conditioned to as gay men to want the straight guy and, and get that badge of honor for, you know, you know, hooking up with somebody that says they wouldn't do it. You, you got that badge and great, cool. But don't make that longer than that. Um, yeah. yeah. Brian, what do you, what do you want to throw out there? Um, I would say similarly, um, it's, I think the commonality between the three of us is this all happened when we were younger and um, at different places within our lives in terms of, um, you know, whether we were out or not. But um, I think it's really important to understand yourself. And um, I mean, sometimes I think that situations like this are so inevitable. I mean, the feeling that I had was like, for so long in my life, I had tried to pretend that I could fall in love with a girl. And when you finally get these like butterfly emotions that are real, and it happens to be for a guy, you want to keep that feeling going. Um, but um, so I would say this is more advice for maybe any of the younger listeners um i mean older too but like any younger listeners that you have like just understand like where you are and like where you fall um in the spectrum and like know that you have you have time and there are billions and billions and billions of guys in this world whether straight or gay or or whatever that you can um try to try to see right now where you where they fall and where you fall and um, when it comes to romantic life but um try to stay away from from those friends unless you know like unless you're ready for some some damage um <laughs> i think that's the commonality between the three of us so i mean the big takeaway yeah, yeah. like nothing ended great for any of us right <laughs> Like I mean, mine still hasn't where we are currently. Mine still hasn't like, ended. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's toxic. It's not healthy, um, and you don't need it. Well, I, yeah, I would say like I kind of how I, I mean, I've never really had a full conversation with people about this until like you two right now, which has been Damn. great. But I would say that like I always kind of look at it as a big turning point in my life was coming out. And I think when you're coming out and like coming out was obviously not like a one day process, right? Like my coming out probably essentially took two years. Like for the first six months, it was telling various friends. Then I told my close family. Then the next year I told like extended family, things like that. You know what I mean? So I feel like when you're going through these like insecure moments in your life, it's like a blessing and a curse because I think you're so vulnerable that maybe it makes you more available for like love, attention, emotion, things like that. So I think to when you're going through that, and you could go through that when you're 21, you might go through that when you're 40, like everybody comes out at different points. But like when you're going through that heavy emotional time of like self discovery, let's call it, I think that is a 
horrible, horrible time to put yourself in one of these situations. Right. I think one thing we can all say currently between the three of us is that it is all about headspace you go into these things with. And then I think now that we're all like comfortable with who we are and where we live and what we do and like going into these situations now would be completely different because we're more like self-aware. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. So my advice to anybody is if you are going through life changes or you feel vulnerable or you go into it and in not a good headspace, don't fucking do it. Don't. Save yourself. It's Literally. Okay. <laughs> no dick is that good. No. For sure. And that is the no I'm going to end on. <laughs> I think that should be the, uh, you know, our mantra for the rest of <laughs> this. Maybe okay. that will just be the name of this podcast episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, all right. Well, Brian and Zach, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, this was, uh, this was great. Thank you. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it as well.